Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about the holy kiss in the Bible. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the holy kiss of the Bible. And, you know, people are kissing all the time in the Bible. Friends kiss friends and families kiss on each other and people kiss idols in their false worship and men kiss men and women kiss women and men kiss women and women kiss men and and all the way around. The kiss, it may be more intimate today, but when the Bible was written, kissing was a solution to a whole lot of problems. You know, some kisses were used to display affection, others adoration, others were romantic, of course, or some were just used to show acceptance for one another. That's not necessarily true today. If you went around kissing like what was culturally appropriate 2,000 years ago, at least in the United States, you'd probably end up with your face on the news or (laughs) at least in some sort of trouble. Kissing people today could get you in trouble. But when Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Paul were walking around, nobody took offense if you kissed them. That was a way of showing to someone that you liked them. Kissing was a way of showing acceptance and affection between friends, not unlike shaking hands or hugging each other is in our culture today. And that word uh, affection was what the early New Testament church, that's what they were all about. They were constantly showing their affection for one another. They were constantly told that they need to show even more affection. 1 Thessalonians 3.12, one of my favorite verses in scripture, says, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. You know, from all we can tell from these letters to the Thessalonians, they didn't seem to have much of a problem loving each other. They were loving each other just fine. But in both letters, multiple times, Paul calls them to love even more. You may think that you have love now, but you can have even more. Let your love increase so that it overflows. He's saying that if you loved a whole lot today, there's still room to love a whole lot more tomorrow. And notice what Paul did when ending his letter to the Romans. Of course, Romans is a a pretty dense book where Paul lays out how Christians are saved by grace through faith. And it's a book that doesn't shy away from details. And this is an intense treatise. But at the end, Paul shows how this doctrine manifests itself through love in the church. He goes on to greet Priscilla and Aquila and the church that meets at their house and Epinetus and Mary and Adronicus and Junius and Appleatus and about 20 other people after that that we don't know very much about. But this wasn't Paul name dropping here. These people, they don't seem to be particularly influential. He included them because he knew that the natural response to grace that he's talked about for an entire letter is love for others. And, And Paul He loves these people. He wants them to know that they are on his mind and in his prayers. He wants to greet them. These are people who matter to Paul. And Paul is devoting a fair portion, a 16th of his letter, naming them, asking them uh, or telling them that that they want to know that he remembered them. Greet them for me. And then he ends with greet one another 
with a holy kiss. And in fact, Paul ends several of his letters this way. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 26, he says, greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. And then in 1 Corinthians 16, 20, all the brothers here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Then in 2 Corinthians 13, 12, greet one another with a holy kiss. Peter writes about it too. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ, 1 Peter 5, 14. You know, the early church, they spent a lot of time being affectionate to each other because that was what Jesus said the church should be known for. Jesus said, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, John 13, 35. And this theme, it's repeated throughout scripture, throughout the New Testament, at least. Jesus said, this I command you, that you love one another, John 15, 17. Paul wrote, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Romans 13, 8. And again, through love, serve one another in Galatians 5, 13. And again, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God and Christ also has forgiven you, Ephesians 4, 32. And we could keep going. We could spend uh, the, the rest of this season of Rooted Daily talking about how we're to love one another because love is the point and the goal of our faith, the foundation of the church. And in the days that the New Testament was written in, the Holy Kiss was a way of expressing that love. But of course, if we went around kissing each other now, as they did back then, people probably wouldn't feel overwhelming love. They would feel uncomfortable. They try to back away. And a holy kiss may not be the way Christians today are called to show our affection, but that doesn't mean that we're off the hook. Christians are still commanded to show their love for one another constantly. Now, holy kiss may not get the job done today, but Paul might say, greet one another with a holy hug, a holy handshake. And Paul used the sign of affection for a reason. He wanted people to feel seen. He wanted people to feel noticed in the church. He wanted them to know he cared about them, that they were on his mind. That has to be our goal as the church. That has to be our mark as the church. When people see us, they will know that we belong to Christ because we act like that. We need to find ways of making sure we let other people know how loved they are. It might not be a kiss, might not be a hug, but we need to find a way to let others know that they are important in the church, that they are important to us, and most of all, that they are important to Christ. Now, this is a holy kiss. It's something that's done by holy people. The early church did holy kisses because even that greeting was set apart for God. And the church is not a social organization. We can meet, and I have, the best friends in the world, in the church. And we can enjoy our time in the church more than any other time. But the church is not a club that we hang out with. It is a holy gathering where you do holy things. Now, it's easy for a church to end up like that, like a social gathering. It's easy for a church to hang out a sign out front saying they are a church, but 
ultimately, they become more and more like a club. They get together for the ritual of church, the tradition of church. They're going through the motions, but God becomes mostly a decoration. They, they say this is the reason why they meet, but more and more, they eventually start meeting for themselves instead. They're set apart for a social gathering, but not for God. You know, the holy kiss, those signs of affection, they were instituted to remind us why we are here and who we're here for. I greet you. I kiss you. I hug you. Not because we always get along, that we never have disagreements or conflicts, but because I realize on our own, we may not be perfectly compatible, but Christ unites us. Christ unifies what the world would rather see divided. Christ died once and for all so that no one would be excluded from his love. While the world is keen to divide us, to see us at each other's throats about race or language or country or culture or politics, the holy kiss was the early Christians' way of reminding each other that they loved regardless of their differences. What brought them together, the blood of Christ, was so much more powerful than anything that tried to tear them apart. Love is who we're supposed to be. That's why God tells us in 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Love comes from God. And if we want to be born of him, we don't have to give holy kisses to each other, but we do have to give a holy love. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.